Hollywood laboratory in the basement of his home. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Today we have an absolute tremendous, triple tremendous episode for you. An episode that's, as always, all over the place when I have Jason Cass on the show. Uh, Cass and I are... You know, if you're a new, new listener to the show, Cass and I have been friends for 10, 11, 12 years, um, and just when we get together, it's like two good old buddies who've known each other forever just rapping about things they enjoy, which some of that is business, some of it is life, a lot of it is insurance, a lot of it is leadership, a lot of it is where we see the industry going, and just, you know, lots of hopefully fun fun times for you to listen to, and, and, and tremendous value as well. Uh, so enjoy this episode. Cass also has a big announcement on his Indie Tech 2023 conference, which is going to be basically um, an insurance technology conference dedicated to the independent agent. Like if you have questions about technology, what's coming, what's here, how do you piece together the different uh, 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 pieces? Of, how do you piece together the different pieces? Of your tech stack, what does that look like? What does a customer journey look like? How are the best doing it? Indie Tech 2023 is a tremendous conference. We talk a little bit about it at the end, so stick around for that. Uh, before we get there, guys, I love you for listening to this show. A rating review on iTunes helps helps you know me just grow more listeners. Helps us get better guests uh, in terms of uh, not better guests like in the industry, but when, we, when I try to reach out to some people that are outside the industry, seeing ratings, reviews, stuff like that. Um, help some of these uh, kind of out of market, big name people uh, say yes to coming on the show. Uh, so uh, that always helps, and just I appreciate it. Strokes my ego. Uh, if you love the podcast, you're gonna love the blog. Go to findingpeak.com. Findingpeak.com. That's finding peak, like finding peak performance. Findingpeak.com. Stick your email in there. You get an article a week, uh, sometimes two, and um, I just. Really enjoying writing again and creating, sharing those thoughts. That's a good place to do that. And last but not least, uh, at least financially, the people that make this podcast possible is Tivoli. Tivoli Tivoli.com, the number one commercial insurance lead generation platform in the industry. Guys, if you want to create a baseline of consistent business that you just know is going to come in that you can basically take to the bank every week, every month, there's no no better way to do that than Tivoli, T-I-V-L-Y.com. They used to be commercialinsurance.net. You may have heard that name. They're Tivoli today. Uh, we have been partners with them for, geez, probably more than two years now. Uh, they are just part of our business, great partners for us, and um, love doing business with them and love that they decided to be a sponsor here in 2023. So uh, check out T-I-V-L-Y.com if you want to write more commercial insurance tomorrow. All right, let's get on to this absolutely tremendous episode with Jason Cass. I'm going to Shaboom! Thing. So what's up, brother man? Oh, you know, just all the problems. Life. Well, you know, it's... um. People are the hardest part of every business. I know that's not like a new thing, mm-hmm. um, right. but it's real. But it's very real, you know. Uh, you know, I, I, it, it's funny. You know, at Rogue, you know, we're 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 very different in the way we do business. Um, do we want to do this now, or do we want to record this? I oh, it recording. is recording. Sorry, 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 sorry. I forget you do that. I'm sorry. I always forget that you're like 
the worst podcast host ever on the tech stuff. Like verbally, probably perfectly fine, but like you always come in, your headphones don't work, you can't hear anything, you're 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 you don't know what's going on. You come in, you're like, it's that's why you gotta surround yourself with all these people. You are the only person that does the starts the recording when you get on, though. For real. I don't I I don't know have other people that do that, so it's a surprise, but I love it, by the way. Sorry. Because all those people, because you know, I I know what I'm doing. I know there's all these new, these new guys out here or all the podcasting, you know, superheroes, but you know, right. some of hey, my, hey, hey let me, let me ask you a question real quick. I'm being serious. Get close yeah. to that mic. Get close to that mic and talk. Check one, two, check go, one, two. Go way Michael away from Check Go way away from it. Lecture, Supreme Neck Protector. I don't think it's working. This mic's not working? I don't think it's on. You're, I, you, when, whether you're far away or close, it's not making a difference. And it sounds a little echoey. Hello. There you go. All right. I'm not. Now I'm not going to say. No. 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 I'm not on the podcast. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. Let's just roll on. This is the worst intro to a podcast ever. But dude, uh, I think people are used to it with you and I. So. <laughs> no, you know it's it's uh, to get to get back to your point. You know, or yeah, get sorry. back to the point about people. No, no, it's fine. It, it just it's like you know we're 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 building something that is both at its core would look very, very familiar to what most people are used to in an independent agency. I mean, the the core philosophies of what we do, and and this is what makes our industry so unique is that while I think so many things we do are completely innovative and different, and we, we, we don't hold some, some of the ideological boundaries that, that hold so many agencies back. We don't abide by them. And I think that's amazing. There's so many other aspects of our business that if you were to take a look at them, you'd be like, Oh, that's how everybody else works. So it's this mm-hmm. weird dichotomy of, of one foot in, in all the things that make our industry amazing and aren't broke. And it's exactly after you run the business and it's the way every in, in insurance agency business runs. It's these core set of things that would look the same no matter what the business is. Mm-hmm. And then it's having this other foot where we think about things different. We move different. The time things take is different. Everything about it is different. Mm-hmm. And, and finding people who are able to live with one foot in each one of those buckets is very, very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you find industry vets who you, who you think, um, you know, uh, uh, understand the traditional side and all this. And then they look at the, 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 the other part of our business, the other bucket, and it like blows their mind. They like can't wrap their head around it. Mm-hmm. And then vice versa. You get these young people who see the new stuff and they're like, oh, this makes totally. sense. This makes sense. This makes sense. And then you try to show them next year and they're like, ah, I don't know what it is. You know, that's like the reaction, like literally, like people like start shaking. You know what I mean? And look, there's nothing wrong with next year. That's not a knock on them. It's just, you know, there's a traditional side and, and mm-hmm. having people, you know, m- maybe, and, I, and this is going to sound completely egotistical. I don't know that I mean it to be, but like, I think one of the things that I'm able to do uniquely is have a foot in both buckets and have respect for both sides, both the innovative and the traditional side. We and talked about that. That's the Xenial uh, thing that remember we yeah, used to yeah. talk about. We were able but, to see both ways. Yeah. But Cass, I'm, I'm realizing more and more, man, that is a very unique characteristic. And I don't mean it to be like, doesn't, I don't mean that like it makes no. me better or special. You're whatever, 100% because, right. Because I, I don't know that I would be, I don't, 
I don't know that I would be. And I think in that space, that in between space, I think I am an A player, but I don't know that I would be an A player fully digital. And I don't know that I would be an A player fully traditional. So, you know, mm-hmm. that I don't mean it to be right or wrong or better or worse. Just I have found that there aren't a lot of people who can have, who can operate at a high level with one foot in both buckets. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and it's the person. The- Ryan, it's the Exineo, man. We're caught in between that generation. We were forced, you know, to be analog when we were born. And then we were grew up that digital. You're starting to really see that now. And I, I agree with you there on that. I agree with you emphatically. So how you doing, buddy? Besides that, uh, a bit of personal life going well? How's them kids? I see you on, on with, I mean, the bills look at their ass fucking choked uh, but you know that was a tough way to end the season what you know, the hell bro yeah there just there were a lot of there's a lot of issues internally i don't love the offensive coordinator um you know we 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 didn't we didn't invest in our offensive line and and at different you know towards the mm-hmm. end of the line really got kind of picked apart and um you know we also lost von miller we lost micah Hyde uh. right there there's right two there. of our highest paid. Those are two perennial pro bowlers, highest paid players on our team. Neither one of them are on the defense. So we had to go back to the beginning of the season. We were playing a very aggressive. We put a lot of pressure on the quarterback second half of the season without Micah Hyde as a backstop and Von Miller putting pressure. We went back to the bend don't break defense that we've always had with that. Didn't really get any pressure on the quarterback. And you know, you watch, you watch the game against the Bengals, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow was like a day in the park. It was like he was playing mm-hmm. two-hand touch. He mm-hmm. dropped back, survey the scene. Eh, I think I'm going to go to T. Higgins this time. You know, it doesn't matter. I got 15 seconds back here. Ryan, like- Ryan, I think you have the look of a, of a quarterback. I think you kind of look like the Burrow, the Tom Brady, that look. I think in the six about you, bro, I think you missed it. I think you missed it, dude. What's uh, – I mean – that is very nice of you to say. I mean, considering my on. mental, considering my mental anxiety I have at this moment, I'm going to take that and I'm going to bask in it because it makes me feel very, very good. But um, and uh, no, I I'll be honest with you. As a football player, I was all defense. Really, I was all defense. I loved hitting people. I loved it. Did I tell you a funny I, th- funny thing I just found out two weeks ago? What? Eric Garcia, he said, Jason, I said, hey, you're wearing that Tulane jacket a lot. Why are you wearing that Tulane jacket? And I, he said, I went to that school. I said, really? He said, yeah, I played football. I said, you played football? Eric Garcia, right? Yeah, and yeah. You, you guys know yeah. Eric Garcia. And, and I said, what position do you play? He said, defensive end. Yeah. Shit fucking rocked my world, dude. Yeah, I yeah. was like, he are you me. freaking serious? I knew that. Yeah, he, he told that? me about that. Um I don't think we talked about it in the <laughs> podcast that I did with him, but um, but we, we had talked about that at a different time. Yeah, I knew that about because it, it, it's crazy. funny, you know. It's funny when you see it's like it's like you see these football players, you know, and when they're in their career, they're monsters, absolute mm-hmm. silverback gorillas. You know, what I mean, just people you do not want to mess with, and then you see them like five, ten years later, and you know. And they look like normal people. They look like uh-huh. I mean, dude, look at Will Shaw, right? Like Will Shaw, mm-hmm. I mean, he's fit dude and he's big, and you see him and you're like, Yeah, that's probably not a guy I want to mess with. But like you see him in his pictures when he was playing pro football, and yeah, he looked like a monster, you know yeah, what I mean? And you're just like, is. you know, now he looks like a you know, a fit, regular sized dude, you know. Right. I mean, but it's just um, it's just wild, you know, whatever. But yeah, no, my thing in football was I loved hitting people. I just loved it. I just, 
just yeah. smearing some some offensive little you know i always thought of the offense as all the chicken shits you played mm-hmm. offense if you were a chicken shit you know <laughs> if you were a man you played defense and um again that's a very biased opinion but that's what, the way that i thought about it so like i thought these were all the prima donnas and the little right. you know the primpers and just coming out of nowhere and just absolutely smacking one of those guys and put them on the ground that was heaven on earth to me if 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 heaven exists and I get to go there, right? Uh, I probably believe more in the first one than the second mm-hmm. at this point. But um, but if that happens, part of my experience there will be me getting to just smear people again on a football field. That'll be like a thing that I get to do. So I'm listening to um, a TikTok with Deion Sanders, and this is just this morning, and they're talking about what he looks for in recruiting. And he said, basically, to say it quickly, he said, in a quarterback and an alignment, he says, I want someone who has a 3.8 GP or more, alignment 3.5. They need to have a solid mom and dad foundation. You know, they've got to be level-headed. And the guy says, well, what about defense? He's like, Deion Sanders is like, oh defense that shit he's like i'm looking for a guy that's got a single mom and is trying to take out the world and prove something that's what i want on a defensive guy you know what i mean it's he's true a, as long as his gpa is over 2.5 and he can make the team that's what yeah. we need you know? I, it's 100 percent true i mean it was it was funny you know um so i was in a lot of like the honors i was always a weirdo on the football team because i was in like a lot of the honors classes and stuff well on the offense you're 100 right all the other kids, like there was like two or three other kids on the team that were honors guys. They were all on offense, <laughs> on defense. These kids were like in detention every other day because they like couldn't pass a test, and like you know half of them have like drool coming down their face just, and they don't even realize it all the time. But man, those sons of bitches are not people that you would want to see like at a party, you know, and have mad at you. Like, That's you what Dion not- said. That's what he looks for, man. Oh, you want Ugh. you want the crazies, you know. You Ugh. want the guys, you know. There was this one kid. Uh, one of our defensive tackles, it was, he would be like crying on the field and just murdering people, just, just but crying. And I'd be like, what the fuck, man? He's like, I don't know. Sometimes I just get so pumped up. I start crying. And I'm like, what, the, what is wrong with you? You know, it's like stuff like that. You're like, <sighs> but truthfully <sighs> on defense, you just, your body is a missile. You know what I mean? It's different. And offense, there's all these skills and you got route trees. And I would just be like, bear out go swing wide go you know what i mean like because i called the plays and um i'm like one of the only ones that could like take the hand signals from the coach and translate them into words and and you know and i would it would be like two or three little calls and they would know what that meant and then you know the the offense would come up and i would bark out you know you know basically what the strong side of the of the offense was and um and like that was it and then you just attacked it was (laughs) it was the whole thing and you know, sometimes, you know, um, it's funny because a lot of, I, I you know, I, when I tell people that I played football or people ask, hey, did you play any sports? And I say, I played football and baseball. Um, you know, like, oh, you must have been like a tight end or a quarterback or something. I'm like, nah, no, no, no. You look like the quarterback. Dude, though. there's I think this whole could. other side that I don't show very often that is coming out more and more the deeper I get into this entrepreneurial journey that is like, I, I, in a, I would have been like, if this were like the 1500s, I'd probably be already dead. Cause I would have been on a fucking battle force somewhere with some broadsword and a fucking wooden shield, just like murking people. That's really like what, like my day-to-day mentality is like, that would be it, right? I fight like a very murderous nature. And in order to do that, I try to be overly nice, but like my general sense is like, you're a dipshit. Get the fuck out of my way. 
and you don't know what you're talking about. You move way too slow. You're a bureaucrat. I don't give a fuck what you say. You know oh what I mean? Like God. that's what I'm, that's what's going on in my head. And what comes out of my mouth is like, Oh, that's a great idea. Thanks for contributing. I'm, I'm really happy that you're here today. In my mind, I'm like this fucking idiot. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. This moron is needs to get out of here. I'm mentally like, 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 what was that? Like Dr. Evil, like pressing the button and having their chair, like fall into the fire pit. Like mentally, that's what's going on while this person's barfing this remedial bullshit on me. You know, it's just like, can't talk about it. painting the picture. Oh my God. Sometimes I can't take it, man. I'm just like, I, 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 uh, I actually said this to, I, so, uh, the day that we're recording, this is the same day that I have my weekly meetings with, uh, Matt Masiello, who's the CEO of SIA, who, yeah. I, dude, I, you know, and I'm not just stroking his ego. I honestly think he's one of the best executives I've ever worked for. He just, I've heard that from other people. Yeah. Yeah. He just, dude, you know, I, and I've said this before in the show. And again, I'm, I'm not, I promise everyone who's listening, I'm not stroking his ego. It doesn't need it, you know, and I right. don't need it to get any juice with him. It's not, it's not mm-hmm. whatever. You never know what you're getting. You know, you never know what you're getting when you get into an organization until you get in there. And, uh, uh, I have just found him to be a really good mix of understanding the entrepreneurial mindset and managing to a, 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 a corporate board and a, and corporate responsibilities and a large, you know, there's 290 mm-hmm. plus people in SAA now. I mean, it's grown like crazy in the last two years. So mm-hmm. like, you know, you, you, you kind of, he just, it's a really tough thing to manage. And uh, I have found him to be incredible. So long story short, we're, we're, well, I guess long story long. None of my stories are short. I don't even know why. That's okay. I, we all say that. It's a form I of I need speech. to like take that out of my vocabulary because- Everybody <laughs> says it. So what did you and Matt talk about? What are we- Yeah, you, so we're talking you... about something and um, just some things that I've been struggling with, um, you know, in, at Rogue and as a leader and just, you know, stuff, mm-hmm. stuff that you talk about. And um, and I just said to him, you know, it, it be- has become incredibly clear to me that at this point in my career, and I and I hope to someday become better about this- but at this point in my career, and probably I wish I realized this about myself earlier, is I, I'm a wartime general. You, you do not bring me in in peacetime. I fuck things up, right? But like, you want to grow something, you want to get something done, you're looking for a blunt instrument to hammer through a fucking brick wall and not give a shit what, like what I look like on the other side. Hmm. That's what I'm Good here self-awareness. Good you know, self-awareness. Well, this is, I'm learning this every day. This is right. not- this That's, is not, I've known this for a long time. This is me. Right. As I, as I get deeper into rogue, we're 21 people. Now we have 50 carrier partnerships. We have four, you know, technology projects going on. We have, you know, all these things that are happening and managing. And I'm realizing like the way that I interact, it's like, you know, you start to realize these things about yourself. Like, like you have, you, mm-hmm. you talk a lot about too, about uh, hiring a COO and detaching mm-hmm. yourself from the business. And then when you wanted to go whale hunting, you brought yourself in for a little while so that you mm-hmm. could understand it better. And now you can teach it and, and mm-hmm. understanding those aspects of yourself are so key. Um, I think in, in all walks of our life, but particularly when you get in leadership positions, and I don't just mean the CEO position. I honestly, if I knew these things about myself, when I was the CMO at Trusted Choice and Agency Nation, maybe maybe that project goes differently. Maybe it mm. doesn't end with me being fired and all the lawsuits and shit. Like maybe it's maybe mm. it goes better. Maybe that separation is. is I think you're taking it on as as if that was all you though on that specific yeah, but, thing. But so I think it's. I understand. I think it's maybe a, you could have handled it differently. I could have. 
as much I look, there are mm-hmm. things that happen on the other side that I don't particularly appreciate. However, right. however, it would be completely unfair, especially at this point, this far removed to not say that there were plenty of things that I could have done way better and handled myself way better. So, you know, I think that, that part of um, being open to understanding who you are and what you do, not giving yourself too hard of a hard time when you make those mistakes, but just trying to learn from them. Um, mm-hmm. Those are really tough things to do, but they're so vitally important. And I certainly don't have them figured out, but, um, but yeah. Right. Well, so, you know, you're either going to come to that self-awareness at some time, and I'm talking also to your listeners or they're, or they're going to, or they already know it, right? They're 32, they're 34. They have more self-awareness. It took me till I was, it, it wasn't me when I was 40. I tell this to people, it was about 41. All of a sudden I woke up one day and 60 years old was real fucking close. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. wow, uh, three days ago, 60 was far away. It was just a weird thing. And what that helped me do, though, is just to realize this stuff. Like my thing, I told my wife when, when I started realizing this, I said, for the next 10 years, I want to cut the fat. I've tried... I've thrown a lot of stuff at the walls and stuff like that. Let's start cutting the fat and start just doing what, like doing what Billy says. I, I, I took so much of Billy and put it into my agency, but there's so much more really you think about when you hang out with Billy, the things you can learn on the outside of the agency and in your brain and, and, and just, just trying to learn that stuff and, and listening to him and delegating and delegating is very, very hard, but it's not anymore. Um, it's very easy uh, for me. Um, one of the things that I just heard Miles Merwin, he was talking with me. I called Miles every once in a while, get his wording and stuff like that. One of the things he said to me, he said, Jason, with most of us leaders, what we do is we look at things when something happens and we say, why did that happen? You know, um, how, how did that happen? You know, um, um, uh, uh, what made that happen? How, how are we going to fix it? You know, and he says, but the question that good leaders ask is who? He says is who's going to fix this? Who was the one who made this happen? Who's going to be the one who's going to, as I said, fix it? And he says, when we ask the word who, because now, and I'm thinking to myself when he was telling me this the other day, I'm like, okay, this is good because this is what I'm doing and I don't realize it. When something comes to me, I almost feel, and this is important for everybody to understand this because you probably feel the same way. I feel as if I'm being lazy. Like if something comes to me that I've normally done, I think, okay, so-and-so should be, you know, yeah, Cass, I mean, they're going to be like, couldn't you, you have done this? No, that's their freaking job, right? And I have to understand that that's their job. And I'm not a peacetime general or a wartime but when things are structured, I'll knock the house down real freaking quick. And it's just because I don't know the process and I just remove myself. You know what I mean? And I just have to be. And my job today, everybody's different. Everybody's different. My job today is to mentor the commercial lines guys and, and train them and be with them as much as I can. And um, David taught me a lot. Um, David taught me how to teach these guys workers comp and they're they're doing you know, my my son is 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 his second year, first year, first and a half year, and he's worried that he's not going to hit his goal of seventy thousand dollars in revenue this year, and he's already hit twenty eight thousand. I said, son, if you look at best practices of somebody in your position for three to five years, they say that you're supposed to write forty thousand max. Now I think that's low. But you're going to do more than that. So it's 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 about being with them at their point in time because the things they know at the age of twenty three and twenty four 
I just learned that shit at 38, 39. You know what I mean? And so it's uh, like what kinds of stuff? What do you mean by that? Understanding my niche, understanding that I need to work with high clientele, understanding that there's margins, right? Understanding. Um, I wish someone would have, I wish Mike Beard would have started me out. When you hear these guys, and 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 for anybody that talks to Jake or Gavin, you'll you'll hear them. They'll say, Well, that was a small one. And then you'll start listening to the conversation. And then by the way, you'll say, Hey, by the way, what was that premium? And they're like, Ah, it's like 62,000 for the work comp only. To them, that's small. As Billy says, what denomination do you think in? Mm-hmm. That's where your success is by growing bigger, right? And that that is what that is what they have learned from the get-go. I wish someone would have taught me that. I wish someone yeah, they do you told think me that's you. Do you think that's being around you? That's that's how they that's how they learn that. Yeah. And by taking David's course, um, I was just always the guy that said he didn't sell on price, but really sold on price. Now we sell on BORs and we turn around and we offer um, risk services to them um, for $15,000. So we'll take it over in the middle of the year. Then we say, if we take it over, if you give us the BOR, these are the things you're going to do. And that's going to cost you $14,700 for us to be able to get this under control. And if they say no, which they very rarely never do, um, we walk away because if we can't deliver that plan, um, and these are just the things that we've learned and perfected. And do you have that um, branded? Is that a branded program? Actually, we do. It's called Tia Risk. Uh, it's it's really freaking badass, dude. Um, it's totally branded separately from the insurance alliance. So when we go in, we have two different p- proposals. We have the insurance alliance, which this is your insurance. This is the coverages and the price. This over here, this is how we make that lower. So that that that's that's the association. We don't go and try and save five or ten percent from our, our from our agent. We we have a pledge of performance. In three years, we will get you under one as a modification factor, pending some wild and crazy claim. That's our pledge of performance to you. Usually about year two, they're so close to one, they just give us it. I'm not joking when I say this. David Carruthers. That boy can talk a lot and he can uh, sometimes exaggerate more than me. But when it comes to the process of selling commercial insurance, if you follow his process, it works every goddamn time. And I can bring in three guys who can tell you that it does, you know? So, so yeah, so we do, we, we totally have branded that. I'm, I'm very, very proud to say that we branded that. And it's, it's really an amazing thing. It really is. I'm proud of my guys. Now, here's what happened though. I got out of the way. Okay. Um, this is a true story. I tell this story to anybody who asks. Um, Jeremy started working with me in 2020 at the end. He's with Amtrak for 10 years. He got raised through the, the ranks of Amtrak, like straight up. Like he was one of the highest admins in Amtrak. When COVID happened, they told him he had to move to Denver to keep his job. He said, nope, my family lives here. My wife's pregnant. He came in, joined us as personal lines uh, salesperson. Within six months to a year, I was like, oh, shit. I told Jay, I told Travis, my business partner, this guy's uh, he's a little different, dude. He he after about a year and a half, I thought that he we would lose him. And the reason I thought we would lose him is because we were not as organized as he's used to working inside of. So then finally we gave him, we made him an offer. Um, and what but right before we made him the offer, um, we took the team out on a Thursday and we went up to the local tavern. We're sitting there drinking and having some um, some beers. And everybody's leaving. And Wallace comes up to me, Jeremy, and he says to me, he says, I can fix your agency, but I just need you to do something for me. And I said, what? He said, write the fucking check and get out of the way. 
It's exactly word for word what he said to me. Now, you have to keep in mind, Jeremy and I have been friends since we're 14. I left that part out of the story, right? But even he even said it respectfully. He said, Jason, write the fucking check and get out of the way. So I went to Travis. I said, Travis, we need to write the check and get out of the way. I think he's going to be able to do the things that he needs to do. Here we are a year, year a little over a year later. Oh, my God. I mean, oh, my God. My agency is absolutely different. But here's my point here. I'm not bragging on him. I'm saying that you said about creating that Tia risk. That now opened me up to actually where I can do the things I'm good at. I have Sarah Lynn, who, if you guys have seen any of my graphics, she's unbelievably uh, great in graphics. Now I can help her. Now I can build out Tia Risk. Now I can do these things that we need to do. We're going to a trade show for nonprofits um, here in two weeks, right? We're now being able to get out of the office and do that thing that's going to start spurring business because we have somebody who's doing that. Um, we have 60 some Google reviews over the last 10 years. We've probably gotten 30 some just in the last six months, right? Because of the things that he's putting into place. We get surveys. He's sending out automations and surveys. People are writing back and saying, yeah, I do want extra insurance. I want life insurance or I want health insurance or can you quote my boat? I mean, shit's just happening. That is just Vertifor actually just saw what he was doing and they're going to bring him onto a freaking webinar and have him open up our AZ so he can show people what we do. My point is this. I wrote six figure check to make it happen. That was the check I had to write for him. And then all the other stuff, I already had that in place. It was just a freaking mess. Right. And it, and, and that's the thing And I'm talking with somebody and you know who this person is in a group chat and they said, oh, well, I have a COO. And my immediate reply to was, no, somebody who makes six figures because they're worth it. Not, yeah, an not, office not manager your, and a COO aren't the same thing. Oh, they're not the same thing. You're yeah. not going to find a good COO for 50 to 60 to $70,000. It's no, just, it's not, it's, you're not a even, COO if you're making $60,000. I mean, you're in New York, but even in Southern Illinois, I mean, you're not going to, you're going to need no, to be paid 80, 90 minimum. That's starting, you know? Um, and then think about this. You have to also think that there is a legal thing out there called sweat equity. It's legal. Like you can legally put it into contracts because someone like someone like Jeremy, someone like other employees we all have, is not interested in being the owner and the big dog. They're not. But they are interested in, in getting a piece of the profits. So using things called sweat equity, or not sweat equity, uh, sweat um, sweat shares. I mean, it's not sweat. Oh my God, I'm such an idiot. You talking synthetic, about phantom equity? Synthetic shares. I am so sorry. I fucking saying the wrong word. Synthetic, okay? I was waiting for you to school me on this legal, yeah. legal concept sorry. called sweat equity. Sorry, it, it, my lawyer has <laughs> told us about it because here's the deal, because that's what we want to do. We want to give him 20, 30, 40% ownership of being the um, synthetic shares. So let's say we give him 20%. Well, then now he gets 20% of the profit, but he's not anywhere an owner of the insurance alliance. Yeah. See, it's so called, it, there's phantom equity, there's deferred comp, there's profits. There's all kinds of different ways that you can structure it. The guy yeah, the told us it is, was, yeah. The but, concept is you don't own actual equity, but you have a share of the profits. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's what the guy had called it, synthetic sharing or whatever the yeah. guy had There's said. a bunch of different, there's a bunch and, of different ways to set it up in a bunch of different terms, but yeah. And it's like official, of, right? It's not like yeah. you and your buddy sitting down having a beer going, all right, man, I'll give you 20%. Like this is contractual yeah. shit, you know? So yep. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so yep. what I'm saying is, is somebody who maybe can't afford that 100,000, maybe you can afford that 70 or 80 and you can understand some synthetic shares 
of saying, hey, if you can do what you say you're going to do in three years, if we're at this level, you get this cut, you know, that's not very hard to do. And a lot of people who are COOs or COOs and they're operational people, they don't want to be owners. They like being the number two or three person. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. hey, how's I, your I, thing I, going? I know you've got, uh, can we talk about that insurance? Labs? What thing? You can talk about uh, whatever you want. Michael, uh, insurance labs. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going good. You know, I think that, um, you know, I think you, you, it's going well, good. You're I don't right. even know so what you're doing with them. I know that you were talking with them. So, oh, I don't yeah. know so they're, they're, them, so, so Michael and insurance labs, uh, his company insurance labs, Michael Blake and his partner, Kevin Kelly, uh, are basically at our, our have come in and are doing a consulting engagement for us and are acting as CRO and COO respectively, um, kind of getting us up to speed using their industry expertise. And then their role, their goal is um, in like a 12 month period to basically put together job descriptions and Mm. that will allow us to hire permanent Mm. employees in those positions moving forward. So essentially we brought in two consultants that will kind of, you know, allow me to, you know, it, we're, we're running a, we're running a very fast move. You know, I probably made every, Billy Williams would hate rogue risk. Let's just put it that way. We've got 10 million things going on. We're in a million different directions, um, all kinds of different projects. And it's a lot to manage at the same time. I refuse to operate at a conventional pace. Good for you. So, you know, good for you. It means that I have to deal with a, a, a large amount of stress. It means I have to manage a lot of projects have to be able to maneuver my brain from one project to the next. It's stressful. I make mistakes. Um, so you need them to kind of help you form that and what you're doing, keep that between I need, the rails. I need veteran people who can come in and take on these big tasks and execute them properly. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, for better or for worse, I refuse, like I said, I refuse to operate at a traditional pace. In ten, I don't want to be like, well, 10 years in, you know, finally looking good. Fuck that like i think that's great and i'll be honest with you there are days when i envy the people who are like who's 10 years in they're hoping to kind of get to a good spot i just do look i'm a i'm a i'm a adhd irish catholic fucking crazy person who lives in the north and has zero patience i have zero patience you know i see all these memes about oh patience is the key to the and i think they're all true 100 mm-hmm. i don't think i'm not it's, I just can't, it's not the way that I'm wired. You could so, drop all the adjectives and just say you're from the Northeast and we all, the rest of America, we know what you're talking well, about. Well, yeah. So, yeah. you know, it just long. Oh, sure. also so, Republican though. That is a little unique. Yeah. Well, Republican yeah. from the Northeast. Now we know who you are. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm a Republican on some days, uh, independent on others. It depends. That's um, the truth. That's the damn truth. Yeah. What's up, guys? Quick break here. Want to give a shout out to Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. Are you a local insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. That's your need for your customers' ever-changing needs. 
With MBS, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business. Sorry, sometimes when you're reading these things, the way the words are written don't sound as good as they probably look. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information, go to Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. Visit nbsbrokerage.com. On the reels, guys, Rogue Risk uses Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. We've been very, very happy with them. Hanley, out. So, to, so, so here's the deal. So we came on here because I invited myself, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, what did you want to talk? Did you have a specific I, thing? You I, I talk have a about? standing rule that if someone comes to me and they say, Jason, I want to talk about something. Can I come on your podcast? They are immediately six months banned. I will not ask them for six months. I just don't like it. It drives me crazy, right? I have a methodical way of how I get my people. And so, but I'm doing that. I'm that guy. <laughs> I am that I'm the guy. opposite. I'm so lazy with guests that if you want to come on and you're, I find you interesting. Um, I'm like, okay, let's do it. No, 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 no. <laughs> so care. March 22nd. Yep. Of 2023 will be 10 years. That's the first day I released my first podcast agents influence March 22nd of wow, 2013. That's, that's crazy. It's the, the, the team can't really truly tell, but we know it's 800, 820 plus podcasts. Wow. That's a fucking lot. There was about three years there where I was doing three a week. So I was hammering it away. I don't know what I was doing, how I was making any money. I probably wasn't at the time. So so um, what we have done is um, my house cost $280,000. God, That's, I wish I lived in Centralia. Man. Do you know what I could get for $280,000 in Dude. New York? They give me like, they give me like a quarter of a house. They give me like yeah. one room and a house. Three thousand square foot on a lake. I mean, dude, it's it's gorgeous. It's unbelievable. But anyways, here's the point. Here's the point. Um, in the last month and a half, I've signed three contracts with three hundred thousand dollars plus for indie tech showcase experience. So I mean, I'm all in on this sucker. You know, I'm all in. Probably freaking my wife out a little bit more than I'm freaking myself out. Um, it's been a while in my life that I've been waking up at two or three in the morning. That was two, three years ago when I was still trying to worry about clients every day. I'm starting to do that again. But here's the deal. Indie Tech Showcase, I went to ITC back in 2023 or 2022. I've been there in 2022 and 2021, 2022. And it's an absolute joke for independent insurance agents. There's nothing for you to do there unless you're Jason or Ryan and you're like just networking in there to talk with people and stuff like that. It's very good for that reason. Um, so then I looked at it and I thought to myself, what if we could recreate this for independent agents? Then a couple of weeks later, I went to Applied Net and I realized they have the best tech show. The problem is it's just applied. So I thought to myself, what if we took what applied kind of does with their tracks, their educational paths they teach, and then we kind of brought in the ITC, um, uh, the InsureTech Connect, that method. I think that we could do something. So then upon doing that back in 2014, when I wrote my book, Customer Service is Just Foreplay, it's the modern customer experience that will separate you. What I did is I took the customer journey and I broke it down into six sections. And in those sections, I color coded them. And in those things, I made a big graphic where I put the tools that you would use in each one of those sections. Yep. Well, today, Ryan, those tools have been come to become technology and platforms. And now we need to expose those. It's just not so much. So what I have done, and I can show anybody, you can watch my video. It's on YouTube. It gives you a little map of it. 
um, I have rented equivalent um, a 1.6, little over one and a half times the size of football fields, huge exhibit area. And I tried to figure out how I could create the customer journey so that as somebody walks through the exhibit, they walk through the customer journey and they experience the technology that they would that they would use at that point in time. And sometimes that technology may be used in many different areas of, of the, of the uh, journey. So we're creating that and, it, and it's a very unique thing and it's all color coded. You'll walk from one to the next. There will be TVs that you can scan and you'll tell you everybody who's coming up next. And there will be signs at everybody's booth that says, here's who we integrate with. You know, all the management systems won't be spread out. They'll be all together, you know, and there and everybody pushes back on that. And I'm like, guys. Car dealerships do it, restaurants do it, or grocery stores do it. Walgreens is always next to CVS. Like they all want to be spread apart from each other because they got that old old school thinking. It's like, no, no, no. You guys want to all be together. If you go to ITC, all the tech is all together, right? So it allows you to look at it, right? Yeah, that is a nice part of what uh, Wine Tribe has done with that is like, if you like, look, let's say you're looking for a life insurance vendor. They're all kind of all the different pieces of that puzzle mm-hmm. are in one section, or you're looking for health. They're all in one mm-hmm. section or whatever you're looking for. It, and it's very cool big thing. and still overwhelming, but you have to do something like that. Then we're yeah. going to have educational paths that'll be running in the morning and the afternoon. Um, and But here's the other thing. I'm also creating a thing for vendors. Right. So the vendors, I'm creating an experience for them. They're going to have booths that someone can come and talk to them about their product. And they can say, hey, if you want to find out more about my product, I'm on the north demo stage. We're going to have two large demo stages at the end of the facility um, to be inside the, the hall to where they can, uh, they're going to have two screens on the side, big stage, 30 seats in front of it, and they can demo their product. And then we're going to have a little side area where then they can go and then finish the deal, maybe get them signed up or something. So I'm trying to create a sales path also uh, for the attendees. You know what would be pretty cool is if you Come created on. like branded cards, say the, the event logo on the back and their, the vendor name and the demo time and place on the front and give those to them as part of their sponsorship that they can then hand out to people and be like, Hey, don't forget. Or maybe there's like a QR code that puts it on their like Google calendar or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like now that vendor can be passing out because, you know, oftentimes if you just use the app, so, so I'm a big fan in, in conferences of integrating physical touch things with digital things, because I, I like when I, I like having everything on the, you know, all the events usually have an app, you know, and I'm, I'm assuming you'll have something. We will. You know, yeah. We'll have an and, app. Yeah. And, and I like the app. I'm not knocking the app, but then I also like to have something I can touch and put in my back pocket. Cause sometimes I don't feel like getting into the app. I just want a quick look as a reference and just go, Oh shit. Okay. This is where I need to be. Boom. Right. And then you kind of know. That makes sense. I'm putting this down in some uh, notes here. I like yeah, it. Like, and, I like and, the branded cards, the handout for the de- demo. Uh, yeah, and the yeah, physical. And then, I, like and then the, the, the backside, thing. you know, the backside with your logo, it, it's advantageous to you because it's just reinforcing. Look how cool this event is. And what you could get is like two or three cards. You're, you're collecting two or three cards from vendors in your pocket. And you're like, okay, I got to be the North stage to see this vendor. And then two hours later, I got to be the South stage. because I want to see this vendor and maybe they're color coded with which, 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 which side they're on or something. I don't know. That, yep. There's just something there. I like, I like the integration of, of, cause, cause sometimes just having a piece of paper with the schedule on it is easier. You know, you put mm-hmm. it in your back pocket or you fold it up, you put it in your pocket. 
And then other times you're like, you want to scroll through and look at the app and kind of plan Mm -hmm. what's going, or maybe in your hotel room before you kind of launch for the day, you know, I, but I do think sometimes conferences that go too digital, you're like, "Ah, now I'm writing shit Mm -hmm. down or, or, or it's no digital and you're sitting in your room. Like, where am I supposed to be? I don't Mm -hmm. even know. Now I got to go downstairs and figure out where I'm supposed to be. That sucks. So you know, marrying yeah. the two is a really kind of cool. Sorry, that's kind of new. No, 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 it's not. No, it's not. I, I haven't actually talked specifically about you. So I would love that. I mean, I have talked to everybody and their brother on this thing. I'm telling you what I've pulled out all favors, uh, Hanley. So so here's the deal. Um, there's So more to mention on this, not only have the educational tracks that are going to be going on and teaching people about technology, we're going to be having a big party with a big band on Wednesday night, but also we will have an opening session. So we'll not have speakers all day. I will have three speakers in the opening session on Wednesday. I'll have three speakers on the opening session on to, on Thursday. That's it. We're going with high power, not trying to limit, uh, bore everybody all day. Now, what I would like to do, or what I wanted to state also is it's August 29th, 30th, and 31st. That's the last week in August. It's a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Tuesday is actually indie sales. So that's for young agents, only 35 years or younger, three years or less in the business. That is just for them. They pay $399 and they get to go to indie sales and indie tech. For any young agent, it's $399 to come. We want it to be cheap. Here's the other thing about our price before I go back to the speakers. Our price is $599 for the first person in your agency, $399 for everyone else. My food costs, Ryan, are $407. I'm losing money to make sure that I get everybody, as many people as I can inside this damn thing. That's that's the key. On Thursday, after um, the keynote speak, which, by the way, will be Jim Harris, uh, international. I swear to God, he will, is going to be one of the talk of the conference. And then one of the next day, my keynote speaker is the one and only Mr. Ryan Hanley here, who I like what you said the other day. You're going to do a tech-centric is that what you said? I like yeah. that. I like that. And it's going to be new stuff. I told him he can't use anything. This is brand new. So I told him, I said, hey, dude, if you want a half million dollars for to do this, I need some new shit. So anyways, dude. So anyways, Hanley, the, the stuff you did and I had you come on doing the mastermind with your leads and your process was freaking gold, dude, by the way. So here's my most important and my, my and most excited thing. I thought to myself about two weeks ago, I thought, you know what? We need the CEOs. We need to we need to solidify the fact that this is Switzerland. This is not about the big eye. This is not about the PIA. This is not about the large companies applied in Vertifor who dominate the market. This is about independent insurance agents and the technology that's provided for them. Let me challenge your listeners. 90% or more of the ta- technology that you use in your office right now is not InsureTech. It's IndieTech. It is technology that is made specifically for the independent insurance agent to use. InsureTech is technology that's used by insurance carriers for the consumer, maybe to deal with us, maybe help with underwriting, maybe some tech InsureTech can be technology that's made for the consumer that works with us or that works with insurance carriers. But we're talking about technology that works specifically for us. So what I did is, is I invited Reed Holdsworth, the CEO of, I, of Ivans. He said yes. I invited um, Amy Zupon, who is the CEO of Vertifor. She said yes. I invited Mike Becker of the PIA. He said yes, the CEO of, the, of that. And then I have two other invites out. I have one out to Taylor Rhodes, um, the applied CEO. And uh, Taylor is a great guy and is somebody who's very... Um, committed to the industry. I could imagine he would probably come unless he has some other 
assignment. I mean, as a CEO. And then I also invited Charles Symington, which is the incoming CEO of the Big Eye. Um, and what I want to do is I want to talk to them about technology and what are their thoughts and how are, what are the initiatives they're pushing? I mean, they, they understand that their audience, their niche is independent agents. What are they doing? Are they working together? Are they not working together? What are some of the things that we can do? Um, I would like to see um, some uh, technology incubators made here in America. We're going to try to take a huge amount of the money that we make. And we're going to try to give, uh, I would like to probably right now, we're talking about giving it to Abby Knight because of the technology incubator uh, program that he has created in, in North Carolina, which is ahead of its time. Um, and I'll end with this, Ryan. Here's what the crazy thing is. I want independents to know this. You get 148 people that are on side this on this Excel spreadsheet. I have a committee of 23 people that are helping me put this together. And we have four people that are doing nothing but call, call are calling people. 148, Ryan, companies that are indie tech carriers that are creating technology for us right now, and I know less than 30 of them. I talked to a guy yesterday, or not yesterday, last week. His name's Carl. I can release the name of his company in about another week. And literally, he has AI built into an agency in Michigan in the browser, bro. And he's able to predict what these people are doing next. Because, you know, you need for chat GPT, you need a large language model to fill and answer the questions of the world. But actually, bro, you don't have to have much data points to understand the data going on in your agency. And when you put AI into the browser and you have your staff using it within three to four weeks, 90 to 95% of everything you normally do, that computer now knows. And now when it can do that, the simple things of when it when you get an email and it says, hey, man, um, I can't talk right now, but can we talk tomorrow? Can you send me some times? The AI is reading that. There's no reply to that email. That's already being taken care of. So I can actually see with Jason Cass owning a VE company, unless we decide to transform as a VE company, we ain't going to be here in five to ten years. No freaking way. Yeah. Yeah, so, I so think, that's why uh, the I created other one that's a big, The other big one is so one. I'm so excited for the event and mm -hmm. honored that you would think of me. And and to be honest with you, it's the first presentation that I've had any level of anxiety for. Um, and I don't mean anxiety like in a negative way. Just right, yeah. yeah. Just what you we know, do. Like I want to crush it. I want to. Yeah, it's, I'm excited. You know, so maybe uh, anxiousness is probably a better yeah. way to put it. Because mm -hmm. you know, and look, I got one at one city world tour. Um, I got to kind of. You know, I had a little warm up in Buffalo, which was awesome. And big shout out to Doug Benz um, and my cousin, uh, Kara Doug. Rozak, for having me Love in. Doug. I had a great event. That was kind of an awesome group. And it was kind of warm up. And then at One City World Tour, I got to kind of rip again and bring in some rogue stuff, which, you know, I got some speaking gigs lined up for this spring. Um, one, one of the advantages to being divorced is that I can travel again without getting shit, which is awesome. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. One of the advantages. One of them. Yeah, one of, one of the advantages. Yeah. So I'm I uh so I um I'm excited to be back on the scene and doing some speaking. That's been great. But like you know, it's basically a um uh, uh the next the next iteration of a lot of the similar concepts that I've been talking about, just kind of for 2023. And mm -hmm. and and if you've heard my previous presentations, there's maybe 40 percent is the same, but there's probably 60 percent new. But it's mm -hmm. all right in my head, like clear as mm -hmm. day. Like I can do it. I do it without slides. I don't mm -hmm. talk to slides. People, you know, probably know that by now. 
um, you know, I get in the audience. It's, it's, I can do it. I can do it. Like I can breathe and I love it, but, but this is different. This is a different thing. It's a new thing. I want to, mm-hmm. I have some very specific points that I want to make that I want to get across. And, um, I really want to deliver it well. So I mean, honored, honored beyond belief to, to be part of it. And I'm so excited that you're doing this because this has been something you and I have, have, you know, we did around for a while is this idea that, um, the, the insure tech, the, I am so glad, and, and you and I have discussed this in different times, so glad that indie tech has been the nation, the, uh, the natural evolution out of insure tech or a, or a, or a branch, a, a mm-hmm. very solid Bra- branch out of mm-hmm. insure tech mm-hmm. that has developed versus this, you know, you know, what the, what the, what the, what was being said very early on, which was like, we're going to take your lunch and you guys need mm. to be discerned, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm so glad that InsureTech really has found its place, which I think is tremendous. And so happy, so many amazing InsureTech carriers. And um, I've been mm-hmm. blessed enough to be uh, uh, an, an angel and an investor in a few of them now. And uh, that's probably one of, you know, I don't talk about that very much, but it's one of my favorite, one of my favorite, huh. when I'm that's when cool. I'm done being an agency owner, I want to, I love being an investor. I love it. I love the connections. I love digging into the businesses. I love being able to add value or, you know, put people together, match make, uh, you know, I'm my, that's today, a mathematician in you. That's that mind. You like that matching and patterns and shit. Well, you know what it, you know what, so? you know what it, no. well, I think I, I think maybe, maybe, um, you know, really, I only graduated with a math degree because I found someone I could cheat off of that would allow me to graduate. But, but most know, people don't even take a math class. But anyways, go ahead. That's true. Yeah, that, that's probably true. But um, but but uh, uh, in the last year or so in doing a lot of therapy, I guess, or counseling post the divorce, um, I have real, you know, realized and now I'm kind of officially diagnosed with ADHD, which doesn't that's not like, a th- you know, but no. what it. What I've realized, what it's really helped with the diagnosis, people say, well, what does that mean? What does it mean? Because I've, I've mentioned it and people have said, well, whatever. Um, it, it has only helped me in so much as now I can communicate with people better and understand when something goes on in my brain, now I understand why it's happening mm-hmm. and I can um, either run with it or I can be like, ah, you know, this is not the right time to follow that path, share mm-hmm. that thought you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But what it does allow me to do, um, which is one of the things that I love about it. And I was reading this article about like, you know, ADHD as a superpower instead of a, a, a set of handcuffs, which, Absolutely, which it can also, bro. which it can also be, you know, some, some people. And I think for at certain times in my life, it probably was handcuffs for me. Um, but at this point it allows you to take like when I'm on stage, right. And you probably know this cause I've seen you present as well. Although you're a little more methodical than I am. Um, it allows me to have different narratives happening at the exact same time. So if anyone's seen me talk, um, I weave multiple thoughts in and I can, mm-hmm. I go contextual and then I bring it back and then I tie it in later. And it's like, I can pull from these different narratives happening simultaneously at any given time. Mm-hmm. And what, if I'm having a conversation with someone, I need to be very focused. Now that I know that, that I have this ADHD, I can just be like, just operate in this one narrative, Ryan, don't get off of this narrative. This person's going to get confused. 
or your uh, message is going to get crisscrossed mm-hmm. because before I would go over here and blah, blah, blah. And people would be like, what the fuck is it's wrong? It's like a mental self-awareness. Almost. Yes. That's yes, where, good. Where, I like that. You know, because I didn't understand dude. when you're, when you're just sitting there and you don't know something, you know, you don't know. And this thought hits you. I don't know. I would just share it. And then people would be like, what the, what is wrong with this guy? Like, why is he talking about that right now? And now I know don't share that thought that's inappropriate, but at mm-hmm. different times you can let it happen and it really helps you. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know how I got that. Oh, so to, to the, to the, so that my, what makes me anxious and excited is I want to, is that in my presentation that I do today, I love to take as many of the narratives as I can and weave them together in this story format and all this kind of stuff. And that's what I love to do as a presenter, but in your presentation in the indie tech one, the challenge for me is I want to be able to do that in a very, very deliberate way. Because my presentations, when you hire me to present or I come present at your conference, if anyone's listening who does that, um, it's very much like improv. I know the goal, but how we get from A to B is going to be unique every single time. Every time you hear me speak, it's different. It's never the same thing. And you know that. You've seen it, right? It's true. Yeah, absolutely. Never the same thing. I know where I want to get. But how we get there is going to be a unique path based on how hungover I am, how much of the audience is hungover, what the temperature is, what's going on. I mean, I'm joking, but, you know, there's going to be a no, million variables kind of on the hungover part. But um, but in this, I don't want to do that. And that's what excites me yeah, about it. It's like right. this is like this is probably one of the biggest things you've done. And I want to be the best version of myself for you as your friend. I want to deliver to the audience. And I think that this event in particular is, has the potential to be what, where I would have loved to have seen elevate go had everything not happened with trusted choice. Like this to me is the natural evolution of where maybe that event would have gone. And Mm -hmm. I'm so excited to see that. I think the appropriate person has picked up that mantle and is putting it on, dude. I just couldn't be more excited for you or for Thanks. the event. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I tell every vendor uh, to indie tech that I'm on, that I talk to Ryan, um, I'm doing this for you. And I tell it to every one of them. Like, I don't have a, I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't have a tech company. I, I'm just doing it because I'm tired of people asking me. So where do you use wonder right in your process? And uh, hey, what's these uh, automations you're always talking about there at AZ? You know, I'm tired of people. They, they need we need a place where you can go. When somebody goes to their local convention at their in their state, they're going for CE credits. They're not going for the trade show to look for technology, and they can't anyways because there's not all the technology there. But here is um, something I wanted to I want to hit back on. This is important, Ryan. This is important. You've talked about something. Um, you know, um, for uh, Fetterman, I think his name is the senator out of Pennsylvania. And that they should have that, never elected. Because and the, yeah, for, because of all because of all the shit that we're going to go through. But the point is, he's come and his through. wife is the Antichrist. He's come through and he has um, and, and, and for all the listeners, I'm not agreeing or denying that. I'm just I'm trying to keep my focus. Uh, no, here. he nodded when I said that his wife is the Antichrist. Yeah. And he should have never been elected. He right. nodded. When I said but I'm but I don't want to go down that road is what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, um, not yet though, but, but mental illness, mental illness is a, is is a serious thing. And, and to be honest with you, I don't want to say it's not a serious thing. It's, it's, it's what it is. And and, and like, it's like, um, having, um, having heart disease is a serious thing. 
but it, but it is it, it is manageable, right? And I'm not saying that's a terrible probably example. But here's the thing: I, I have bipolar disorder. Um, I'm on the manic side. I am medicated. Um, I take 200 milligrams of lamictal every day. That's what Jason takes. Um, and and here's the deal: my dad has it. Um, a lot of my family uh, has got it. I tell I, I I talk to young adults about this because they feel like weird about it. Like, and when I say young adults, I'm literally talking young adults, 18, 20, 24 year olds, and doctors will have me talk to them. And the reason is, as I explained to them, that actually it is the biggest blessing they've probably ever been given, but it can actually be the most detrimental thing in their life. The only difference is, is you have to take the pill. If you take the pill and it's tough to find the right one, but if you can get through it and you can take the pill you now do have a superpower. When you said that, I have an absolute superpower. If anybody knows my life, people would say, Jason, when do you sleep? I want everybody to know I go to bed at 7, 30, 8 o'clock every night and I get up at 4.30 in the morning and I'm at work by five. That's just how my life is, right? But that's part of that. But I have to manage it. I love what you're saying. I, I have two, I tell my wife, like, this not like I have two voices in my head, but I do like there's one. I have one guy on one shoulder. Remember the cartoons, the good, the bad, but mine's not the good, the bad. Mine's more of, hey, Cass, this is probably, as you said, probably not the time that you need to have that conversation as opposed to unmedicated. Well, we're having this goddamn conversation right now. And I wasn't the man. I wasn't the depression side. I'm manic. The doctor told me, he said, if 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 somebody, if we operate between a one and a 10, 10 being manic, one being depression, most people operate in that four to six area. He's like, you kind of operate in that like seven to nine area. And that lamictal doesn't bring me back to four to six. It just brings me back pretty close. And in today's society, being different is a strength. Mm-hmm. So that's where this comes. It may not have been a strength 200 years ago or maybe 50 years ago. I don't know. You know what I mean? I wasn't here then. I but will I, say uh, un, unmedicated cast was pretty fun to roll through a conference with back in the, the early 2010. But my wife didn't think that that was very fun. You know? you and, and people say, here's what people say. I'll end with this. This is what people say. This is so important for people to hear out there. They say, Jason, what's the difference? Tell me the difference. And I say to them every time the same thing. I don't know. All I do know is there was Jason before the medication and there was Jason after the medication and they are night and beeping day. Well, I'll tell you from my perspective, knowing you both before and after, obviously not knowing you when you were a kid or whatever, but you know, Mm -hmm. we met what, 15 years ago. And, Mm -hmm. um, and the difference for me is you were full of potential before the medication. You Mm -hmm. are realizing that potential with the medication well That's said i like that yeah i like That's that what i, I like see that. in you is that dude mm-hmm. the ideas i mean your your intelligence your work ethic uh you know it, you know a certain level of of, of even brilliance to, to many of the things that you put together and do and say and how you act it was all there always but you you did not have the ability to harness it until you became medicated. And since that time, the things that you've done, the decisions you've made, the places you've taken, your agency, your partnerships, mm-hmm. the removal of ego, the the the, the challenges you've taken on. Um, uh, to yeah. me, you know, just watching from the outside, I couldn't be happier for you because it's like here's this guy that that I've cared about for so long and watched and and. Uh, and just to see you kind of doing the things you're doing, it's it's tremendous. And I'm sorry. Ryan, Ryan, here's what's important about what you just said. Someone out there needs to hear that. Someone out there needs to hear that, right? They're full of potential. 
but they, like you said, are, 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 have they, they're looking for a way to release that, you know, have yeah. they done that, you know? Yeah. And, and, and Hey dude, I mean, I gotta admit, I smoke a lot of weed. I mean, it's just yeah. the way it is, man. I, I, I remember I used to hide it all the time, but I don't, it's my creative type. I like to get high at night and then I come up with crazy ideas and I wake up in the morning and then sober, I execute on them. That's a secret. I to literally have the same exact. That's just, that's just I tell you, that was in, in figuring out why, what is it about me? Cause, cause dude, you know, again, this is, I, I don't have the same thing as you, but it, but it's similar mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, in, in certain ways. And like, I, I'm a workaholic. And the reason is, is I can't turn off certain veins of thought. I literally can't turn them off. You'll be like, how is it that you're up at five working and you're working till 10 and you're working here and you're working in between all these meetings and you're working. And I'm like, if I don't work, I get into trouble. Like if I don't lift, I get into trouble. If I don't coach kids sports teams, I get into trouble because there's all these fucking thoughts going through my head. Well like, said, right? You know, I mean, all the trouble. I'm capable of all of it. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, I like I said before. Like there's a, I, you know, I try to be a very nice person. I love people. I love being nice to people. And 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 please, if I'm being nice to you, it's genuine. You know, but there's it also is. this fucking murderous side of me that I can't help. And like. And, and to that point, what I found is what, what in particular, and like, I love a good cocktail like anybody else, but, oh, yeah. but, but what weed in particular does for me is it gives me these moments at the end of the day where I can take mm. and choose almost, and I don't know how to describe this to people, but I get to choose the narrative in my head that I want to pursue and just one of them. If that makes sense, that may not make wow, sense, but like that's good. If, if, if I would normally go to bed and I'd be thinking about this thing that has to be done and this person I have to call and this thing and what, what's my schedule here. But, and, and, and then, and then all the creative ideas and all that's going on at once with the, with the, you know, smoking a little joint at the end of the night allows me to do is go, mm. I'm just going to think about this one thing or, or, Hey, mm. I'm just going to mellow out into this, into a TV show for 20 minutes and pass out, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get to do that before, you know, like I didn't understand what was going on with me or like my wife, you know, well, I, obviously that ex-wife now, but she'd be like, what is wrong with you? Why are you still working? Why don't you blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, I can't stop. I just, it's mm-hmm. on my brain. I can't be comfortable sitting mm-hmm. on the couch here with you. Well, not, she wouldn't sit next to me on the couch, but you know, I can't be comfortable watching TV at the end of the night sitting here. Like I just can't be, I can't be mm-hmm. comfortable doing it. Right. And now. You know, I'm not talking Thank about you. smoking a blunt into my face and losing my no. mind. No, hell no, just, hell just no. Kind of, yeah, just like a I'm little past mellowing. them days. Yeah, yeah, it's 100. You know, percent I can't like wake little, up the next day if I, do I know that. a little mellowing, and it's like ah, this is the way normal people are. Like this is the way normal people are. Like they just get to like exist and relax. Like holy shit, this is crazy. Like I didn't even know that this was possible. I know it is. Yeah. It is, and and you know, and I've and I've went many many times for a year, year and a half, right? And then like the first time I sit down and I smoke again, all of a sudden things that I've been thinking about for six months, I figure out the answer to them in about yeah. freaking five minutes. I'm like, yeah. dude, holy crap! Yeah. I've been thinking it's, about this shit forever. It's and then you like just you feel like you're constantly. I I almost feel like I'm constantly out over my skis just a little bit. And it's hard to keep everything together. And then mm-hmm. it kind of mm-hmm. gives it now my, my, my counselor wanted me to go on Lexapro, which I didn't want to do. And it's not a judgment of anybody who's on it. And I know a lot of people are, I, mm-hmm. I unfortunately have had a couple of friends 
try to come off of it and have very, very bad experiences. And then oh, shit. that's, that's what Jordan Peterson was on. And he documented his trying to get off of it. And while I do honestly believe that it would probably help me on a day-to-day basis, um, I don't want to have to think that if I ever want to get like, dude, I could stop smoking this pot tomorrow. It's it's yeah. not a need. It's a tool that I mm-hmm. use. I do. I, like you said, I do not smoke during the day ever. This no. is like a nine. Yeah, I, I tend to wind down like nine, nine 30 ish. So like, it's like around that time, you know, mm-hmm. I usually go to bed. I'm usually asleep by 11 and like, um, Wow. Never during the day, you know, never during the day ever. And you know, whatever. And that's, that's kind of my routine and I have complete control of it. I could stop it tomorrow. I have, I've gone weeks cause I just felt fine or whatever. It was all good. But there's other medication. You don't not sure about that, but you're that's sure about thing. this. I never want to be able to feel like I can't pull the rip cord and get away yeah, from something. I hear you. So, I hear you. you know, that's, that's why I made too. that decision and seemingly it's working well. I mean, Mm-hmm. you know, I haven't strangled anybody in a while. So yeah, I know. I know. Yep. 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 That's what it is. Hey man, this has been great. Um, I, I think, I think what we need to name it is, um, uh, uh, smoking weed in tech 2023 and silver back gorillas. <laughs> Dude, here's what I will say. Give everybody, uh, as we get out of here, where do they go? What's the website? Can they can they buy tickets yep. now? What's, yeah, the, so, what's the call to action here? Give well, actually, here we go. So it is a member. It's in downtown Indianapolis, Indiana, because um, because uh, Hanley has taught me marketing well. Indie tech, because yeah, we're independent agents. I love it. I love um, it. At the Good town, too. Good town. It is a decent town. Indie yep. tech. That's I-N-D-I-E-T-E-C-H. 2023.com that's inditech2023.com you can go there now today that res we record it's one o'clock in the afternoon central standard time on february 22nd march 1st registration does open to attendees vendors have already been this will be out by then so if you're listening to this Go to Indie Tech 2023 open. and registration's open. And here's the thing a lot of people don't know. I believe we haven't locked this in yet, but if you sign up in the month of May, March, you are going to get a six month subscription to Loss Run Pro. Okay. Now this is oh, something. That, love Loss Run Pro. Big right. Fan. Yes. Big yes, fan yes. of Loss Run Pro. We yeah. also have some people that we're going to put into a drawing and you're going to get a total tech stack remake by either Stackwise or uh, Lava Automation. So oh. we're, we, yeah, we got all kinds Ooh, of stuff. Like going both of on. them too. Lava Automation yeah. used to be yeah. uh, former Dude. client of Lava Automation, not because of, uh, didn't leave because didn't like their service, just, you know, had a couple of things going on. Um, big fan them. of all that. Very we, nice. we use them $5,000 worth of value on that tech stack. Oh, oh yeah. So, dude, these are the things that are going on. Indie Tech 2023, thank you very much for letting me be that man, Ryan. Yeah. You're the man. Let's get out of here. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you've got to do is you've got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. 
But if you can't do any of them good, or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call. Check us out. You can ask for me personally. I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast Certified.